I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use any podcast platform if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. One of the things that stands out in many of those that profess to being quote-unquote Christian is their unwillingness to help others end their sin. They say it is none of their business. Are they not of the body of Christ? I will pause to allow those listening to think upon their answer. The true answer is found here. Matthew 25, 14-30 Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant for whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant, with the one bag of silver, came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I could lose my money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw 
the useless servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Please note the servant with one bag of silver. Now here is an important point that needs to be made clear. This is not about seeking after worldly wealth. This is about bringing people to Christ. The bags of silver are not money. It is our spiritual gifts. But the added silver is not more spiritual gifts. It is new people added to the kingdom of heaven. This requires interaction with people and helping them to see they are living not for God, but for themselves. It requires not burying our heads in the sand or our bags of silver in the ground. Many choose to do this, though. They say that is their sin and they have to deal with it. It is not my place to interfere with their life. Live and let live. It is this mentality that is seen by those that choose to bury their silver in the ground. One of the key elements that is truly required when becoming a child of God is the filling of the Holy Spirit. The most important part of knowing the will of God is learning the Word of God. Mark sixteen fifteen through 16 And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. However, do not forget what the true good news is. 2 Timothy 4, 1-5 I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teachings. They will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Preach the word of God. Be prepared. Rather, the time is favorable or not. Those who make excuses are not following the word of God. They are not correcting. They are not rebuking. They are not encouraging. Too many have forgotten the last part of this parable. Matthew 25, 29-30 For to everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
those that are servants in the kingdom of heaven are quote unquote Christians. Those that profess to being this and did nothing to bring others to the promise of salvation are removed from this and given over to that place where all go that do not know God. But they do not see this because they see themselves as above this and saved. They do not wish to suffer the rejection of their fellow humans. They are afraid of suffering here in the temporal plane of existence. John 16:33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I will share with you one of my dreams I have been given as a dreamer of dreams. Lightning flashes as the sound of thunder explodes in my ears. I look about me and see the ruins of several buildings. Around me, I observe people running about, their clothes torn and tattered. Suddenly, I see a dark form upon a horse riding straight toward me with a long lance in his hand. The rider lowers the point of the lance as his steed's pace quickens. In less than a second, I realize my life is in danger, and I leap to one side of the charging rider. Quickly, I stand from where I landed and look around. Before me, down the remains of the street, I perceive a light, and within the light, I feel the presence of God. Hastily, I begin to move towards the light as the joy of being with God begins to fill me. As I start to run forward, I begin to see a faint image of Jesus standing in the light. Then, without warning, I fall. And as I land, I feel as if I'm in a field with the weeds brushing against me. I set up and look into the air where the light had been only seconds before. But now there is nothing, only a darkening gray sky. I look around me and see others about. Most I had never seen before, but others I do recognize. They are actors and politicians for the most part, and others are people who call themselves quote-unquote Christians, who I have seen on television once or twice. I look at the hill I had fallen onto, and is shocked to notice that the weeds are not that at all. Instead, they look like some type of tentacles that wave back and forth, first in an upward motion and then in a downward movement, like seaweed in a tidal pool swaying back and forth as a wave passes overhead. As each movement passes, I find myself a little farther down the hill. I look at the bottom of the slope and is startled at the sight of a sheer drop awaiting me at its base. I try to stand but can't, so I try to crawl up the rise, but for every inch I move up, the tentacles drive me two inches in the opposite direction. Finally, I stop and look about me. 
I see two men clinging to each other like lovers, facing death together, and I'm sickened by the sight. I look on a scantily dressed woman, her face caked in makeup in an attempt to hide the black and blue discoloration beneath her eye. I watch a man in a fine suit bow his head in prayer until he falls into the abyss before all of them. As the individual falls into the darkness below, I look at the impending darkness before me, and a sadness starts to fill me as I look over the edge. A sudden feeling of hopelessness fills me as I lean towards the void before me and allow myself to fall over the edge. The darkness is not complete as I feel myself falling towards my unknown destination. I see the silhouette of others falling with me, ever downward. At one point in the descent, I see the forms of several people in a circle, holding hands as they fall ever deeper into the bottomless pit of blackness. I join the group and notice they are singing a hymn. After a short time, I release their hands as they all continue downward towards their ultimate goal as they continue to sing their joyful song. After a time, I feel as if I've been falling for hours when I suddenly notice a reddish light start to appear below me. I look carefully as the distance between me and the light grows ever smaller. The light flickers like a flame as I look at the terrain below me. At first, I think my eyes are being tricked by the fluctuating luminance, but it is not. The ground is moving like a vast ocean beneath me, always active. As the distance closes, I soon become aware of the reason for the motion below. I begin to see the form of millions upon millions of individual people, all moving about as if in a daze. Finally, I reach the end of my fall. I feel myself slow as I approach the ground below and look about at the endless mass of walking bodies around me. My feet touch the ground, and I know I am in hell. Now, I was led to tell you of this dream is due to the fact that there are those that call themselves quote-unquote Christian. And yet, they do nothing for God and believe they're going to heaven. Do you remember how Jesus ended the parable we started today with? I recently read this in a meme. Contrary to popular belief, hell is not a place where God sends only the worst of the worst. Hell is our default destination. We need someone to save us or we stand before God condemned. That Savior is Christ. He died for sin so we might live for him. Repent and follow Jesus. Here is one of the concepts that I have noted from those that believe there is nothing beyond this temporal life we now live. They live in the denial of God and in an eternity. To them, the darkness that is seen by some that have had a life-after-death incident is 
verification of the lack of an eternal life. This gives them license to do as they please. Thanks to the point of absolute horrid actions and behavior by even those that consider themselves to be quote unquote civilized. This darkness I know through my faith in Christ and his Father God is the same darkness I witnessed in my dream, a descent to eternal damnation, which all default to if they do not accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. John 10.9 I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. John 3, 1-7 There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel at that I say to you, you must be born again. Many think they are going to heaven. Most aren't. Analyze your life, be you sinner or saint, for the time is running out. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the lie that it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. Jesus is the only name to remember. And I, I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. And I.
legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus